Looking for work, better pay, better work environment? We can help. Call Kelly Jobs today at 502-425-7131 to speak with a recruiter today. Score a better job with us. Call 502-425-7131 or visit kellyjobs.com. That's kellyjobs.com. UPS is hiring day sort warehouse workers in our Louisville, Kentucky hub. Our warehouses are team settings where everyone truly has each other's backs, and we work together to deliver what matters to customers and communities. We're paying $20 an hour and offer great benefits, including up to $25,000 in tuition assistance. Eligibility begins the day you're hired. Shift your future, shift your team, shift your life. Visit upsjobs.com to apply. That's upsjobs.com. Make the shift, make a difference. Injured in a car accident? Visit SueDistractedDriver.com. You're listening to Dan Issel and Louis Rabot on ESPN 680 and 1057. Now, here's Dan and Louie. And welcome back to the 11 o'clock hour. Thank you for joining. This is Issel and Louie on ESPN 680, 105.7. And this hour of the show is brought to you by Delta Dental of Kentucky. Whether you're looking for dental coverage for your employees or an individual or family policy, Delta Dental of Kentucky has you covered with a nationwide network of dentists. Plus, they offer Delta Vision, a comprehensive vision plan through VSP. Enrolling in a dental or vision plan is easy. You can call them at 1-800-955-2030 or visit them online at ky.deltadental.com. Louie, during the break, I saw on uh, ESPN that, in fact, last night's 58-point margin was the largest in the history of bowl games (laughs) in college football. You know what the old record was? 47. No. It was set. It was set about three weeks ago oh. when L- when LSU beat oh, Purdue by fifty by fifty six. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> oh. Did I mean, Jeff but- Brom leave the covered bear two six seven nine six eighty? I'm kidding. Um, the a <laughs> uh, couple of reminders. There is a Kentucky <clears throat> basketball game today. Uh, hosting South Carolina, we will have the post-game show, Kentucky Fish and Wildlife post-game show, eh, 7, 7, 15, 7, 30. Right around then, James Treble, Jason Entz, uh, taking your calls and texts uh, from that one as well. Kentucky opening as an 18-and-a-half-point favorite. A reminder, too, it is Tuesday, so Avery Dill is about to start clapping. Uh, it's, this is why it's Dill Day, I'm telling you. We're just going to call it Dill Day and do it and because you can eat the lunch, and I it's True Crime Tuesday. I can eat the lunch. Right, yeah. And I get to shame Ooh. people in the process. Also shaming, right. So thanks to Raising Canes for dropping off the... Drop it off to the ESPN Louisville Studios. We're excited to partner up with them. Raising Cane's gift cards. It's a gift that keeps giving all year perfect for lunch, dinner, or for your watch parties on the weekends. Download the Raising Cane's mobile app, Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers One Love. No more uh, no more Clark Griswold uh, dolls there, Dan. We ran out of time. Worst things have happened. <laughs> Cousin Eddie. Cousin Eddie. Ran out of time. Worst things have happened. Do you buy... Do you, let me ask you a question. You mentioned gift cards. Okay. Do, do, do you get a lot of gift cards? I, I don't get gift As presents? I never get, I don't get presents. Well, that <laughs> that might have something to do with your personality. No but question. Go ahead, yeah, but go ahead, yeah. go ahead. No, you know, uh, I live a lifestyle where uh, I'm, I have friends where I'm constantly uh, like someone just buys the round or someone pays for dinner or someone just brings food over or whatever. I, I live more like that where there are presents all the time rather than on calendar holidays. I would like like to know the amount of money that stores and businesses and restaurants sell in gift cards that never get redeemed. (laughs) Because I'm the worst. I mean, I I was looking through my desk the other day, and I found a... A Buffalo Wild Wing gift card that my daughter had to give me two years ago. Forty-seven um, percent of adults in the United States have at least one unused gift card, um, and the average unused amount is one hundred and seventy-five dollars per person. Wow, that's even <laughs> higher than I thought. 
In uh, September, USA Today reported that $21 billion in unused gift cards are floating about in the United States. That's even more than I thought. I knew it had to be a big number. So here's what we're going to do. Uh, I need everybody to mail me their gift cards, and we're going to buy the Broncos. Because <laughs> even they won't turn down $21 million, billion, right? Or do we want to buy the Lions since you think they're going to win the Super Bowl next No, year? I want to buy the Lions. I don't want to buy the, I don't want to buy the Broncos. <laughs> oh, man. All right, so do you do – you, did you enjoy when the Calipari rumors were out there and he was going to get an NBA job and all that kind of stuff? Because this one feels different. The Texas thing doesn't feel like, oh, there's a, a Lakers opening or a Knicks opening or a Nets opening and Cal's on the on the you know the, the short list for those jobs. This one feels like a forced narrative by people on both sides. Hmm. Um, where. Hey, um, you know, float his name for for the Texas job, you know, because we're we're not happy with him here. Maybe we could convince him to to leave. Oh, you think it's Kentucky? I think it's Cal. I think it's Kentucky. I think it's Cal. I think it's Barnhart, and I think. Uh, <laughs> by the way, how much do you trust Barnhart to make the next hire? <laughs> next question. Right. I mean, Sweezy brought it up yesterday, and I think it's one of the great missed points in all of this. It's always, it's always this way, though, right? You want the coach gone, right? Who's the next guy? Mm. Right? Who's the next guy? And, and that, is, that is, Kentucky basketball assumes that Billy Gillespie won't show up again. You sure? You sure? Cause I, hey, let me tell you something. When they, hired, when they hired Billy Gillespie... Billy Gillespie was the hottest name mm-hmm. in college basketball. 100%. Same thing for Chris Mack. The Mackey. hottest. Same thing for the Chris The hottest. Mackey. Yep, no question. Yep. At yep. the time, there was a, there was a, it was an absolute no doubter to hire Chris Mack here. No doubter. He would just transfer. Oh, no. They thought they made the, per- they made, they thought the, 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 the tie with the family, they thought they made the perfect hire. He'd be here forever. Um, his family, you know, his wife's from here, the whole thing. Uh, no, people assume that'd be great forever. I, yeah, I mean, it's amazing to me how often hires get fumbled and then people just assume it's going to be better the next time. <laughs> people just yeah. assume it's going to be, oh, we're fine, we're good. Yeah, yeah, ask, ask the Texans. They've they fired their coach after one year, two years in a row. Ask Texas no. football. Ask uh, Nebraska football. Ask lots of places. People just assume the next hire is going to be great. And, and it's such a careful what you wish for situation. It really yeah. To, to to answer your question, there there's no way Cal's going to the NBA. Oh, no, that's not and what that, I'm suggesting. What I'm suggesting yeah. that was the this is what this was the dance we did five six years ago, right? Right. The, you know, LeBron's going to the Lakers. Oh, is Cal going to go with him? Uh, you know, he's going to the the uh, the Cavaliers. Is he going to go with him? Will he take the Nets job again? You know, new ownership or whatever. Blah blah blah. That's that was the conversation before, but now the job is. Texas basketball. <laughs> mm. and, and, and even that's know, a statement, I, right? It's, it's yeah, a step down yeah, from those other jobs. Yeah. yeah I, I, you know, the reason that Cal would never take the NBA job is that he's been there and done that. And, and he, knows, he knows as well as anybody that in college, the coach is the guy. Oh, yeah. In, in, in the NBA, you know, you have to get down to the eleventh or twelfth man before the coach is the is the guy. Sure. And so, you know, Cal's not doing that again. He he did it once; it didn't work out, and he's smart enough not to do that again. I don't I don't know how I feel about this this Texas. I I, I I'm almost as convinced that he's not going to take this job as as I would an NBA job. But maybe maybe I'm wrong. I I, I don't I don't know. Um, certainly there would have to be some things. Uh, I mean, if a, if there's a buyout involved, Louie, does, does Kentucky dig in their heels and say, you owe us $44 million? Or do they say, uh, let's talk about that? I don't think Barnhart lets him go. No, well, is it is it a mutual buyout? Well, that's what I don't. That's what I'm not quite sure. Oh, okay. So if if it's a buyout, is it Cal? I'm assuming it's Cal and who wherever he goes, they would have to buying yes, buying correct. his way out of the University of Kentucky. Yes, correct. So if 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 Texas, let's say, so it is mutual. Kentucky would have to give him 44 million to leave. Yes, right. Yeah. 
So let's say theoretically, Texas uh, and and Cal get together, and is is that buyout? Is that a big hangup, or do you think that's something that can be mutually worked out to everybody's satisfaction? I think it can be worked out. I I think that's when we would learn how far down the rabbit hole Mitch Barnhart is already. Like how far he is on wanting to get rid of Cal. Is that negotiation? I. But that's a lot of money, man. I mean, that's a that's an unbelievable amount of money. Well, it's you can't do it. I mean, they, I mean, forget it. Forty-four million. Yeah. That, yeah. That's that's just undoable. Is there a coach in the country worth that? Is Kirby Smart worth that right now, or is he Kirby Smart plus he's at Georgia? I think it's plus he's at Georgia, okay. but he was he's good enough to take advantage of that situation, right? I mean, Kirby, Kirby I Smart. The, I open the show with that. Is is is. Georgia was always one of those football schools where we thought, why don't they put it together? And then, you know, Kirby Smart mm-hmm. finally did it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Kirby Smart isn't winning a national championship at two. Agreed. Agreed. So it's a combination of the two. Okay. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't think Cal would take that job because I – two things. The, the prestige of being the Kentucky basketball coach and then being the coach of the third most popular team at Texas <laughs> – because baseball's ahead of basketball there. Um, now, he's Cal, and he would get to go down there and do all of the Cal things because they're not used to it. And he would have a a, <laughs> a period of time where he could just be Cal and and be swaggy and do whatever else. Um, you know, I part of the conversation too because you know, like Streetle's done, Streetle's done, and he he got to the point where he was like the guys across the hall with Satterfield, where I don't care if the, co- if the recruiting class comes or not, I just don't want him here anymore. And Well, it is, uh, it has, has, Streetle, has Streetle pointed out who he'd like to take his place? Yeah, uh, Sean Miller at Xavier, who was just under investigation by the FBI. Hmm. <laughs> That's his ideal candidate. FBI yeah. guy. Yeah. Um, I, I don't By the way, I never got back to my trivia question. Dan, do you know the last guy to have his number retired at UK? I do. Who was it? Tony Delk. Who was? Double zero. How about that? There you go. In uh, 15, maybe? Yep. So 1915? Uh, I mean, 2015. Not when you were in high school, but yes, 2015. No, mine was retired in 1915. Yeah, right, exactly. Um, <laughs> You know, it's interesting because they talk about Delk and they always bring up the 24-point performance in the, in the national title game. And why doesn't Pratt's game and Freedom Hall ever come up in these articles? I mean, mm. it's, I don't know. Anyways. Because um, it was 100 years ago. That's yeah, no, that's fair enough. Um, yeah. Do you buy that Oscar is tired? No. That's, I know you don't. I, I need to, I I need to, to put talk. <laughs> I, need, I need to talk to Cam. Uh <laughs> Cam Drummond wrote this article is Oscar tired um, Oscar got exposed at, at Alabama uh, the, Coach Oates did a marvelous job of showing exactly what Oscar can do and what Oscar cannot do yeah. and so it has nothing to do with him being tired I've said this before these are these are 19, 20, 21 year old guys. There are so many media timeouts now that the game takes a half hour longer to play than it used to, and they're playing twice a week. If he's tired, it's because of something he's doing to himself. It's not because of what this basketball schedule is doing to him. So please, you know, don't. I, I understand what Cam's doing here. He's trying to come up with an excuse for why Oscar played so poorly in Alabama. And it's not because he's tired. It's not a bad thought experiment, though, right, to ask the question. Is a guy coming off an injury tired? Is a guy who couldn't work out before the season tired? It's not a, it's not a, it's not a bad thing to write an article about. But I No, it's the, it it, it's the mentality of the game now. You know, we have load management in the NBA. We have, we have guys – I mean, guys used to play four games a, a, a week 
and take the train, Louie. Mm. And, and now we have and now we have chartered flights and and it, it load management. <laughs> A load of crap is what it is. Go out and play. Don't be such babies. <laughs> uh, someone asking on the text line, can you name the last team to three-peat in college football? And, okay, so I'm a Big Ten guy, so I know Minnesota did it in the 30s, but I feel like one – I feel like Army did it after that. But that's all my brain. I'm going to let the texture text back in. But my brain says – I know Minnesota did it in the 30s. They also won a uh, national title in basketball in the 30s. Um, it was clicking in Minneapolis back in the day. Dave. Must have been. Yeah. yeah. Um, those tall, those sweet, those Swedish, uh, those, those Nordic kids living in Minnesota. Um, and, uh, and and I think the guy did the guy that that coached Minnesota, and I'm gagging for his name. But I, I think back to a point you made a couple segments ago. I, I think he was. Uh, he was an alumni, an alumnus of the, of the school. Oh, I think he he went to Minnesota and then wound up coaching them to three consecutive national championships. Oh, in football. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, that's the last one in Minnesota. <laughs> That's fair. Um, I only know because I went to Minnesota. The Texas says, "Oh, welcome in another Big Ten guy." There you go. Um, I hated your hockey team when I was in college because they were very good, uh, sir or ma'am. Um, there you go. Uh, Minnesota? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So Minnesota for years, this is kind of a off-topic thing, but for years they would only take players from the state of Minnesota. And then the first non-Minnesota kid they took won the Hobie Baker, which is the Heisman. <laughs> <laughs> Just immediately. No, they've got an incredible culture up there. The high school hockey up there is as good as many um, as many collegiate leagues around the country, frankly. So very cool. Um, used to go to uh, used to go to Detroit Lakes for uh, for hockey camp in Minnesota. How about that? So hmm. um, only other two stories I wanted to get to before we get to uh, True Crime Tuesday, uh, begrudgingly with uh, here on here on it's Tuesday, Dil- here on Dill Day on uh, on Dill Day, Dill Day, and uh, so. Jokic had the most pedestrian triple-double of all time last night. And <laughs> it's incredible that we just kind of don't even hear about it, right? So I saw yeah. the only reason I knew this was happening is because I saw a tweet where he started, started the game with something like 14 assists before he had either three points or three rebounds. <laughs> what? He's, he's no, just he's, different, man. He's totally he, just a different dude. And, it, and we've we've never seen we've never seen anything like this. I agree with and you. And never seen anything like it. He had uh he played thirty five minutes last night and took five shots. <laughs> and made all that's be yeah, made every one of them. <laughs> and three, three made, free throws. Yeah. Made made all five shots from the field, including a three pointer and three of three from the free throw line. And the reason he only got five shots was because some guy named Caldwell Pope has taken 14, <laughs> and Jamal Murray's taken 29, and Porter Jr.'s taken 13. He's, he took fewer shots than anybody in the starting lineup. Your, your two-time reigning MVP takes fewer shots. In fact, there were two guys came off the bench. Uh, no, three guys that came off the bench that had just as many or more shots than he did. But has 11 rebounds and 16 assists. Mm. He had two-thirds. <laughs> he had two-thirds of the assists that the Nuggets had last night. And I'll tell you what, uh, you better start paying attention to the Nuggets. They're tied with uh, Memphis for the, for, for the best record in the West. And they've, well, got everybody, and they've got everybody healthy and everybody's playing. Um, watch out for the Nuggies. Here is the starting lineup for the Los Angeles Lakers last night. The vaunted <laughs> Los Angeles Lakers. Juan Toscano Anderson, Thomas Bryant, Patrick Beverly, Dennis Schroeder, and Max Christie. <clears throat> Wendy Gabriel came off the bench. Solid game. Only minus eight. Um, God, that's that's, what, that's Westbrook. the Lakers. I mean, yeah, Westbrook yeah. came off the bench for 31 minutes. I mean, he had a nice game actually, but um, I mean, I think I think that young man is from uh, uh, from Germany, and it's pronounced Schroeder. <laughs> no, I'm serious, Schroeder. 
Schroeder. Yeah, Schroeder. yeah not Schro right. not Schroeder. Schroeder. Yeah. Hmm. He's a Schroeder. <laughs> He's a shrewd Schroeder. <laughs> well, let's hope so. I um the other thing I wanted to mention, of course, is the the story of the last couple of weeks, of course, with Damar Hamlin. Yeah. Is it not incredible that he's back at a Buffalo hospital already? I mean, after what we saw and and I mean just the numerous days of of just not being able to communicate in those yeah well it's an incredible story yeah no it it speaks to two things it speaks number one to the immediate care he got on the football field and that and that they quickly uh restored his heartbeat and got it back to normal and the fact that you know he's he's a young man who is in excellent physical condition uh, to start with, I, I was thinking after the show yesterday. Oh, okay. I, I was thinking you have said some very unintelligent things in our six months together. That's true. But but saying that the New England Patriots oh, no, let let the Boston or the Buffalo Braves run back the, the opening kickoff might be the dumbest thing you've ever said on this show. You've got. You've got New England Patriots coached by the hard, hardest man in professional sports and Bill Belichick. They are fighting for a playoff spot. And you think that they let the Buffalo Bills run back the opening kickoff? All right, so I have one thing to say to you, sir. <laughs> How dare you call that the dumbest thing I've said on this show? <laughs> Because I have complimented Avery Dill over these airwaves. And that is far dumber than anything I've said about the Buffalo Bills. You watch your mouth. I'm glad Avery's no, laughing. She gets it. But no, that, yeah. no I just, I'm just saying, look, go back, watch that replay. A couple chances no, at the tackle. A couple no, guys no, kind of jogging. No, Louis, looking like Satterfield's Louis. defense early in the season. I don't know. Louis. I don't know. I don't know. Don't be so caustic, man. <laughs> have Whoa, McCobb and Caustic have, in the same show. Look at Dan. Ha, ha, have a little, have a little more faith in your fellow man. Than <laughs> <that>. <laughs> no, but you, uh, you're right. That the the Demar Hamlin Hamlin thing, and I fully expect him. Uh, I fully expect him to be back on the football field. I, I think he plays again for the Buffalo Bills. So I had to be I had to be put on a stretcher once in a hockey game. Did you ever get I, I assume you never had an injury of that level in a basketball game, right? Well, I got knocked cold. Oh no kidding. Yeah in, in a game at Kentucky and uh I'm I'm told I stood up and walked to the locker room. Oh, but I don't I don't rem- I don't remember yeah. I don't remember. I remember waking up laying on the training table in the locker room. I don't remember standing up and walking off the floor i knew my parents uh felt a very specific way about hockey financially when uh, they had to actually cut my shoulder pads in the front to put a heart monitor on and my dad just (laughs) duct taped my shoulder pads back together <laughs> I had I had a similar experience. I've talked about this before when Sher- Sheridan was showing was showing hunters and jumpers, and and we're at the uh, Kentucky Horse Park, oh, yeah. and her horse goes into the corner, and he just his feet just slip out from under him as he's turning the corner, and she slams her head against the ground, Oof. and and we get we get to the hospital. I rode with her in the ambulance, and Sherry followed in the car. Uh, to the UK Med Center, and she had like a like a five hundred dollar pair of riding boots on. Oh yeah, and they cut them off of her at the at the hospital. <laughs> I I I I almost wanted to say, hey, it's her head. What do we have to cut? Why why do we have to cut her cut her boots off? <laughs> oh man, yeah, no, I get it. I get it. I just remember, I just remember waking up and looking over, and my hockey jersey was off over to the side, and they had just cut, 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 cut right up the middle. It was that was the end of that jersey. So that that was uh, that was in high school. I was no, this was travel hockey. So um, middle school, mm. and I just lost an edge, and I went full body into the boards at full speed. And mm. um, I remember waking up, and I knew that that had happened because one side of my body was just it was not good <laughs> and uh but knocked me out and then um uh 
Yeah, we were playing. Uh, I was playing for the Grand Rapids Whalers of all things, and um, we were playing Ann Arbor, and that was essentially our biggest rival. And league your league. and your mom and dad were there to see it. They were there to see it. Yep. Yeah. yeah, that was one. That was one good thing about my injury. It was against Georgia, and I've I've said this before. My mom and dad would miss one game a year because the way the schedule worked out, we always played Saturday Monday in Lexington yep. or Saturday Monday on the road. But because of the of the schedule, there was always one weekend. All three years that Mike and I played at Kentucky, there was always one weekend where we only played one game. And so that was the one game that my parents missed <laughs> while I played at UK for my entire career. And Jeez. and the Georgia, we were playing Georgia, and that was the game that I got knocked out. So thank goodness my mom and dad weren't there to see that. Yeah, it's a whole sports, man. We all have those injuries. Um like uh, me, see, you say I've said I haven't said dumber things, and this is this is where I know you're completely wrong. Um, is <laughs> like I showed my like my, my 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 frozen pinky to to Avery the other day. Just these visible these war wounds, Dan. These warriors, these baseball players. <laughs> oh man, a frozen right. pinky. Right. It's super bendy. <laughs> It's weird. Super, <laughs> it's super bendy. It, it maybe is we super could, bendy. Maybe, maybe we could make a True Crime Tuesday out of Louie's finger. Dan's like, sell I the mean, sponsorship for your possible. finger, Louie. Figure it out. All right. <laughs> um, all right. Well, speaking of True Crime Tuesday, it is Dill Day, so we're going to get to that now. Um, Patrice Endress, we're going to get to that kid. Endress or Enders? I'm not exactly sure. Okay. All right. This is a reason Her one. husband's name is Rob. Okay. And their kid's name is Pistol. Yes, but that's from her first marriage. Yeah. Oh, we'll get there. <laughs> it is True Crime Tuesday. We'll do it next year on 680-1057. Welcome back. To Dan Issel and Louis Rabot on ESPN 680 and 1057. Now, here's Dan and Louis. All right, welcome back in. It is Dill Day here on 680-1057. Issel and Louis taking you up until noon. True Crime Tuesday in a couple minutes here. A reminder, we will have that Kentucky Fish and Wildlife postgame show tonight, a little after 9 o'clock. Streetle and Ernst, uh hanging out with you, taking your calls and texts um, in what I anticipate being a... Um, a, a game where we learn very little. <laughs> Dan thinks that uh, Kentucky will uh, – 23.5 should be the number, not 18.5. So there you go, whatever that's worth to you. And it is a Raising Canes Tuesday as well. Raising Canes uh, – check out the mobile app, Raising Canes Chicken Fingers. One love. I've also decided that uh, because we've started to call this Dill Day that I have to go find a local pickle manufacturer, and I've already found one that I'm going to be targeting after the show. Um, all right, so Avery Dill, <laughs> crack producer. It is time to turn the music up for True Crime Tuesday. Getting back into, you know, you know what happened with this. Go ahead and turn the music on. We can we can have a discussion over the music. Is you started with, you started with, like disgusting cases. I gotta mix it up. And then you went like, here he stole some art, and it's like whoa 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 whoa. <laughs> you gotta ease us in. You gotta steal the art first, and then. In my defense, and then I the did, sexual assault with burning the house down happens later. I, I mean, did like that. Start off with the guy who committed wine fraud. So we went I wine, did, and then and then rape, yeah. murder, house burned. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was like. <laughs> I, I, I'm trying to think of the. You know what it is? It, it was a boxing match. You know, you touch gloves at the beginning. That's what happened. We touched gloves, and then you went straight uppercut with the next movement. It wasn't a jab. It wasn't some movement to kind of feel you out. It wasn't a little body shot. No, 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 no. It was an uppercut. And so I'm still a little... Dan, don't you feel a little... Aren't you a little concerned every time you get the email? Yes. Okay, okay. Dan, I think that's also why it's... on like right away. I think it's also why it's a good segment. All right, let's go. Oh, yay. Exciting. Okay, so... <laughs> time to shame people. Patrice, yep. surprisingly, we don't have any people to shame here. Hmm. Um, so she had disappeared and was murdered. Um, 
She at least disappeared April 15th, 2004 from this town in Georgia. And I can't make this up. It is a real town. I know where this town is. It's called Cumming. Okay. I can't make this up. Spelled exactly like you think it is. Yes, it is. Um... So she owned her own hair salon. She started at a different hair salon, but like over time, if it's something you really want to do, like you can definitely get your own hair salon. And so it was named Tambers Trim and Tan, which is actually <laughs> like Tambers is actually her maiden name. It, doesn't that sound mm. like the, the Trim and Tan would be something in the parking lot across the street here? Yes. Doesn't it? I yes. mean, if you've seen the building, yeah. like, yeah. It, like the it Trim and Tan so would fit. be over here. All right, keep going. Yeah, this particular building would definitely fit over in the building across the street. Yeah. Um, it was located on a busy road. So, like, people would see things happening. They know what her car looks like. Sure. All that. They know where she parks. Very important. <laughs> um, so, she had disappeared in what is most likely a 13-minute time span. And not many people do that. Yeah, right. Um, so, at 1137, she makes a phone call, most likely to a client. Um, and then 11.50, a phone call is coming into this salon. I was going to say station, but it's a salon. Right. Um, she never answered. And she was like the only one in the area. Like this was right around her lunchtime. <clears throat> and they believe it's in those 13 minutes that she just completely vanished. Okay. Um, and so investigators, they arrive shortly later and they find that her lunch is on the counter, like getting ready to be heated up and stuff. The cash register is open with money taken out and her car is not in her normal spot. Mm. There's a few different ideas as to why this happened. Um, but one of the theories, it makes sense, like the most sense as to why. Um, so there's like at least no physical sign of struggle. However, there was witnesses two different witnesses different times in this time period saying that they did see a man and a woman or a woman with shorter like bob length hair yeah and a woman fighting but like the man or the woman with the bob length hair was like all they saw was the back mm. um so very unknown most likely a man though um and there was a blue Chevy Lumina or Ford Taurus or Chevy Malibu, like older style, um, out there. They know it was blue and they know it was most likely one of those three types of cars um, during that 13-minute time span. So there's something to do with that car. Right. Um, so December 6, 2005, her remains end up being found. Mm. Um, I feel so bad for poor Pistol. Because he's finding literally every update, like, major update at school. Like, he's dropped off by his mom the morning she goes missing. They say, I love you. He goes off about his day. She goes to work. And then he gets pulled out of class. And he's like, hey, your mom's, like, have you heard anything from her? And he's like, not since she dropped me off. Like, I'm at school. And he was a good kid at this point. And, like, he had a great relationship with her. And so he starts calling, seeing, like, hey, like, if I don't, like, if she doesn't pick up, like, she immediately calls back. Right. And he called three times. Mm. She never once replied mm. or, resp like, picked yeah. up any of that. So he's like, something's definitely wrong. And obviously they find out she's missing. Mm. And then December 6, 2005... Like, 20 months later, he gets pulled out of class again, and it, like, they're saying literally, yeah, so we found your mom, and he's like, oh, great, where is she? No, we found her remains. Mm. He's mm. like, oh, and at this point, like, in those 20 months, like, he totally started going downhill, like, with his behavior and everything. So, oh, sure, like, yeah. like, getting pulled out at this point, it was totally normal for him, but... He wasn't expecting that. Request for more hippo talk on the on the text line. Keep going. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe you know, I'll find you know, with a hippo. Pistol Pistol later would go on uh, to father a son who considered himself a son of a gun. <laughs> oh my god! 
Okay, well, when they found her, like, they're in the process of building the Fellowship Hall of the Lebanon Baptist Church um, about 17 and a half miles away from the salon. And, like, they look over. Like, they're getting very confused because there's, like, falcons and, like, like birds looking for a dead body. Mm. And they find this dead deer. And then they look over and they see this skull or what looks like a skull. And he's like, well, that's not good. So they call and it's like immediately identified as Patrice. Oh, no. Yeah, that, that's how they found that out. Um, and the only thing missing was her ring. Yeah. Very distinct. Two bands sold her to her engagement ring yep. with a Marquise Diamond Center Stone. Mm. And they believe that whoever has that ring or wherever that ring is now, it's going to lead to whoever killed her. I disagree. I think somebody found the body, saw the ring, took the ring, moved on. I think it's... It was all her bones, though. I understand. So, it's possible. Mm. Um, So, there's like three main theories to this case. Gary Hilton, he was a serial killer. He was nicknamed the National Forest Serial Killer. He killed four people Mm. um, in, like, four hikers in Florida, North Carolina, and Georgia between 2005 and 2008, but he has killed others. Oh! What is your... Avery, what is your threshold for being a serial killer? How many people do you have to kill? Technically, really only need, like, two. I'm not being judgmental of the work that Gary Hilton put in. But But four to me is not, I mean, is he really a serial killer? Legally, it starts at two when they're in like roughly the same area. Okay. And it's committed by the same person. And look, I'm a little impressed by Gary because he's got life imprisonment in Georgia, North Carolina, but, you know, sentenced to death in Florida because Florida... Florida's always a little bit next step with that kind of stuff, right? Like you yeah, have you have Florida's, you have Georgia and they're like, Okay, we're putting country. you in jail. North Carolina we're putting you in Georgia in jail. And then Florida's like, Oh, we're gonna murder you. Yeah, keep going. Yeah. <laughs> um and so like like I said, there's other murders. Y'all, first of all, you do not give a serial killer a nickname. <laughs> You're just like asking them to like keep he- continue. Yeah. You know? Like you're you're dumb. Um, but shame. like that's our first shame. Yes, people um, who give serial killers names. I yes. could, this is I don't think I've ever disagreed more with Avery on something. Um, but yeah, so like he did like <laughs> the reason why he's connected is there were parts of her case that linked to other like some of the murders that he had. Got committed. it. How she was killed made yes. matches up with what his other killings. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Um, and then there's Jeremy Jones, also a serial killer. He killed more people. Um, and like Mobile, Alabama was one of his main like areas. And then like he's talking to the Alabama investigators and brings up a hairdresser in Georgia that he just needs to talk about. Huh. Cummings not too crazy far from Alabama. Um, it's literally just outside of Atlanta. Um, so he claims he had forced her to help him jumpstart his car. Um, so that would explain her moving her car. She's not one to just move it out of her normal spot. Sure. So this makes sense. Um, there was a fight. Um, like, she started crying, like, hey, I've got a family who loves me. Please don't do anything to me. And then he claims he started crying. Like, literally, mm. all of this is adding up to what's been seen. Um, and then he claims he put a body, like, the body in a nearby river. But the body was never found. Hmm. Her remains weren't found for 20 months. However, there's no river that goes like by that church. So it's kind of interesting how it would make it there. It's basically surrounded by wooded forest. Um, later on, he goes and he redacts this entire confession. He, like, he made this confession so that he could get... Better food, extra jail visitation, and phone privileges. Mm. Like, excuse me. <laughs> I mean, like, you're thinking things through. But you know things you should not know because a lot of that stuff was never released. Mm. So you you definitely have something to do with it, Jeremy. Mm. Like, 
<laughs> no, he has something to do with it. It's very. It's very what? Suspicious. Okay, all right. There you yes. Go. Okay, all right. Can you keep going? Especially since he committed 21 murders in the span of 12 years. All right. Um. Now that's, that's a what serial he killer. To. Yes, that is definitely a serial <laughs> killer. And then there's Rob, her second husband. Mm. Now, normally it's always the husband. Oh, yeah. And I have some questions for Rob. Because, like, Pistol, he strongly believes Rob did this. He was. My jealous. daddy was a pistol. I'm a son of a gun. Oh. <laughs> um, like, he claims Rob was super jealous and Patrice wanted a divorce. Like, she just wasn't herself with Rob compared to other people. Um, totally reasonable. And so, like, literally day of her disappearance, he changes the locks and Pistol's not allowed in the house, not even to go get his stuff. So Pistol moves in with his biological father, her first husband, which is great. Um, and what's really weird is when they finally have the funeral, January 2005, Hmm. um, Rob asks the staff, like, hey, can you leave me alone with her remains and everything? And they thought this was a little weird because, like, it's remains, not an actual body. It's all bone. Um, so they thought it was a little creepy, but they're like, okay, let him do his thing. He picks up her skull and walks around with it. Rob, what are you doing? That is... I'm weird, and I do some creepy things. I'll say that. But, like, I would never just pick up, like, my dead spouse's skull and walk around with it. And then he proceeded (laughs) to sleep with her ashes for a good year. He never took it out of the shipping box, either. Until, like, he actually went on and did the Netflix um, reboot of Unsolved Mysteries. Very good. This one is Volume 1, Episode 2. So, go check it out. Um, Like, so weird. However, he does have an alibi Mm. that has timestamps. And the timestamps make it pretty difficult for him to have been there when she disappeared. However, not impossible. Especially if you know Georgia drivers, <laughs> they're crazy. So it's possible with all of the timestamps that he has. However, he did not necessarily. What am I saying? Um, he did not necessarily have to be there to abduct her. And it's. Wait a second. He didn't have to be there to abduct her. Yes. They don't know when she was murdered, though. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, like, he could have, even if she was murdered same day. Text lines. Like, he could have showed up for the murder, just just, not for the abduction. hammering Avery right now. (laughs) Text line, man, whoever dates Avery must always have their eyes dotted and their T's crossed (laughs) with their toast. Text her, I dance with every corpse at a funeral if I can. Text her, does Louis believe the theory that Ben Franklin was a serial killer while he was living in England? I do now. Um, because I was not unaware of that theory, uh, but now I believe it uh, because I want to believe it. Keep going. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like they still, they have not ruled any three, like either three of these, out for her murder sure. and the abduction and everything. Which good on them. I am very proud of the investigators. Like they went about everything correctly as they received information. And it's still an active case. They're still looking for information. They're still trying to, like, find this ring and hope. Like, they they truly believe the ring is the key. And I can see that. It's the only thing that was missing. So, so who does uh, who does the madam of the macabre think did it? I got to go with Jeremy Jones. Husband? He, no. Or, or no, that was the second serial killer? Yeah, Jeremy no. Jones yeah. is the second husband. Sorry. Uh, second serial killer. Like, he just knows too much that wasn't revealed. Got it. Mm. And you're not going to... You won't know that stuff unless you have a connection to the case. Even if you are a really great guesser. Like, he should not have known that much. Well, there you go. All right, well, that's True Crime Tuesday here on Dill Day. How about that? Good job, madam. All right. Thanks. <laughs> Oh, well, it's good. It's good to get back to murder. Um, 
back to the basics of this show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the, the, what the things that built, you know, Isla and Pratt, and then you know now um, into Isla and Louis. You know, the, the things that really built this show: murder, uh, serial killers, nicknames. Um, well, nicknames actually was part of it uh, with with Pratt, but um, yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Don't don't bring any <laughs> don't bring any more uh, wine scams to this segment. <laughs> we want the real deal here. Uh, uh, biggest biscuit enjoying your segment every week now, Avery. How about that? There you go, Dave's Club. Oh yeah, like he loves like <laughs> asking me what oh, good. today's was oh, good. Yeah. in the afternoon because yeah. like he doesn't always tune in. But well, he, his schedule is such that he might be. Sleeping yeah, right out it of it's so funny. He'll ask me what it is, and then I get all excited and like <laughs> a huge smile and big eyes, and he's like, "What is wrong with you?" <laughs> It's an important question. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> I have no answers, but like, there's lots of things wrong with me. All right, it is Dill Day here on uh, Isla and Louie, taking you up until noon. Bobby V will have you at noon uh, today, and then of course, uh, first replay at three o'clock. Sweezy and Street will taking you until six. Did you? Um, so we we kind of got to give our our predictions for tonight. I think Dan, because we're we're doing that now. Um, Eighteen and a half, obviously, or it's up to nineteen and a half. By the way, since we started the show, it's moved a point. Uh, you would take Kentucky with that, at that number, yes? Yes. But remember, uh, full transparency, this is a man who picked TCU to cover last night, so don't put too much credence in it. Okay. Um, I, I agree with the last thing that you just said. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and so I think this is one of those where Cal plays with the lineup and we don't learn anything, unfortunately. If, no, if, we won't learn anything because this team isn't any good. That's part of it. And, and, and that's why on when we play teams that aren't very good, which we seem to do on multiple occasions, <laughs> uh, you know, we get a false sense of security, like coming out of the LSU game, thinking things were trending in the right, in the right direction. So, of course, after this to Tennessee for Kentucky, uh, the schedule gets a little bit uh, more interesting. Georgia at home, Texas A&M at home. I, by the way, Texas A&M over the weekend, I watched a little bit of their game. They're – they're as good as LSU, mm. and so the schedule doesn't get much easier. I haven't—I'll be honest—I haven't watched a lot of Georgia um, or Vanderbilt uh, for those games. But then Kansas, of course, at the end of the month. Um, so you're you're in the like seventy-four to fifty kind of camp, or the seventy-six fifty-two kind of camp tonight? Yeah, okay. yeah, something like that. Okay, something like that. I have it uh, sixty-eight fifty-four tonight. Um, Kentucky sixty-eight. Over. You think you think Kentucky at home can only score sixty eight points against I think, Georgia? I think Cal I think Cal is going to ask them to run sets and slow it down tonight. Hmm. I think that's gonna be the game plan tonight. Well then then that's not a good game plan. Because I, I think that's the only way that you let South Carolina stay in the game is if you slow it down. And I didn't say it was a good game plan. <laughs> I just think that's what he's going to do. <laughs> he did it against LSU as well. I mean, so I, I think I think against these kinds of teams, he thinks he's got enough talent that he can go possession for possession. I think we saw it against Michigan too. So It's his way of slowing things down for some reason. He does over and over and over again. What would you do tonight if you were coaching? Would you play more of the starters or would you try to some of these other lineups? No, play the starters. Play the starters and get out and run with the basketball. Rebound and run. That's the spirit of Adolph Rupp just emanating through Danisle right now. Exactly. Play four guys. If I need to put a fifth on the floor, I will. <laughs> and then I'll sub one person in twice a year. Get over it, people. Yeah, no, that's, that's <laughs> pass the ball. And you know what, Louie? We got tired. <laughs> we got real tired. Parting shot. What do you have to say to Cam Drummond? Little whiners. Um, I, I, you know, uh, given given, here's what I'd say to Cam. It was it was a good idea, given the current state of basketball, where we don't think guys can play more than 25 minutes a ball game. But you know, I think he was trying to find excuses for Oscar. And there are no excuses for that performance down in Tuscaloosa. Uh, I, I think the excuse is that he's a limited player. Yeah. yeah. Now what? He, now what he can do? What he can do? He does very, very well. One hundred percent. If you let him do it. Correct. 
if you let him do it. Alabama didn't let him do it. And so that's why he had the worst game of his of his career here. But it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see if South Carolina comes out tonight and the first play they run is to put Oscar's man in a high pick and roll. Why not? Hey, is it is it a um I thought about this too and I hate that I'm bringing it up with a minute to go. The matchup predictor for South Carolina is essentially the same as it was for Louisville and South Carolina's record is 7 and 8. It's like 2%, right? Yes. But yeah. they've won a bunch of games. Is that an indictment at all of, of Kenny Payne? Oh. <laughs> you like that? You like that? Glad I don't have to answer that. <laughs> it's time it's time to go. Thank you, Avery. Thank you, 30. This has been Issel and Louie for most of the two hours this morning. I'll try to do a better job of hooking in tomorrow morning. We hope you hook in, too. This has been Issel and Louie on ESPN 680 105.7. Have a great day, everybody. Tired of eating the same homemade meals over and over again? Want to switch it up? LocallyOwnedDelivery.com safely brings the restaurants to you. Breakfast, lunch, or dinner, they'll bring it to you. Delivery.com delivers some of the finest restaurants in Metro Louisville. Miss going out to eat but still want to support your favorite restaurants? Delivery.com has got you covered. Use promo code ORDERNOW for $10 off your next order. Sit back, relax, your meal's on its way. Delivery.com. We bring the restaurants to you. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Injured in a car accident? Visit SueDistractedDriver.com.